0: this is Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com
1: thanks for checking out this recording on Lone Star Community Radio this is Dick the general manager of Lone Star Community Radio and I wanted to give you a quick reminder of what's going on with us for the month of September A new show has been added to our lineup. The Good News with Ted Cox is going to be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. during our talk block. And also joining the talk block is going to be Mornings with Lone Star. Every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star will extend their normal programming from music into talk. That's right. Starting from now on, from 8 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star. First two hours, music, talk, fun. And then from 10 to 11, more nitty-gritty talk radio for you. Also, extending their time slot is going to be our favorite Saturday morning show, Grit and Grace. They're going to be extending their hours from 8 to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning for you. Also, the last reminder is we still have plenty of talk slots available for those who want to be a talk show host and also volunteer DJs for music. If you're interested in those kind of things, please let the studio know at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call the station at the message line at 936-647-936. 3776. Thanks again for checking out Lone Star Community Radio, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. There you go, Skippy.
2: We Thank you so much for bringing my man Barry in for our bumper music. If you haven't been listening all week long, know that uh, we... we... Our bumper music, our little theme song. We like to change it up every day. Every day. We started off with, uh, was it The Carpenters, right? Yeah. And then yesterday was uh, Wack Job Extraordinaire. Alex um, Jones. Alex Fol- Jones. Folk
1: tune. And today. Remix. It's <laughs>
2: my man,
1: Barry Manlow. Yeah, I hope you enjoy that. Welcome to Mornings and Lone Star. If you're new to in tuning in, we do our talk element of Mornings and Lone Star every day at 10 o'clock. We also podcast this special uh, interview and, you know, we have interviews and we just talk about whatever, but it's small talk. So from 8 to 10, folks, just so you don't get confused, is music, kind of a morning drive show, have some fun, listen to some tunes. And then, of course, the talk box starts here on Lone Star Community at 10 o'clock. Full lineup, our LoneStar.com slash show calendar for the rest of the talk elements and then, of course, the rest of the music elements today. Whole day
2: today. I'm looking forward to this next hour. It's going to be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it's
1: going to be a lot of fun. We have Brett G. Hall in the studio. He is a local artist who is going to be featured over there at the Conroe Art League uh, for this whole month. So if you want to get out and about, come to the really cool downtown Conroe mm-hmm. and check out some art. Conroe Art League on Thompson Street is there for you, and it's free, free. That's and my favorite can, color. And you, and you can buy it, too. Oh, is this your <laughs> favorite color? Yeah,
2: free. It's my favorite color. I'm telling you that. I just uh, I love how there are so many arts... In the Conroe area, because, you know, people maybe outside of the downtown area that think Conroe, you know, they think, you know, armadillos or or something like that. There's some awesome arts happening on in in Conroe,
1: theater, visual, music. Well, what they need to do is they're going to jail because the courthouse is here. And so they need to reflect on their life. And so they'll just pop over to the Conroe Art League, sit there, meditate and realize what they done was wrong. And then they go to the courthouse saying, I was over there for two hours. I'm sorry. And then they go to jail for the rest of their life.
2: And if they can't, you know, if you can't bring the perp to the art league, let's bring the art league to the perp. You know, like kind of have traveling musicians like. Let's let's talk to Brett about that. That's what we should do. Brett, give me a thumbs up. Wait, that's not his thumb. Never mind.
1: Would you be. We'll see if he's willing to go into a jail cell and then uh, (laughs) sell. And then he'll be like, hey, paint. (laughs) (laughs) Take this ukulele in the jail
2: cell and see how long you last.
1: Maybe the art league could feature all prison artists. That, are, that got booked here at Montgomery County. Hey, there,
2: there you go. We could do our own uh, updated version of uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah,
1: there you go. That's great. But, yeah, there is a lot, a lot of local art here, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, I think uh, Craig Campanella basically says it the best, the glittering arts of downtown Conroe. So we glitter here.
2: Glitter, I'm trying to figure
1: out the the GOAC,
2: the glittering arts of Conroe. Mm-hmm.
1: That's going to be our new uh, SMU for this yeah week. it's the new money yeah <laughs> the claw. So. but uh yeah this where we're hanging out if you uh want to comment on anything we're talking about we have facebook uh all you gotta do is look up mornings with a lone star that'll be instantly said sent to us and then outside that you can leave a message and we can uh kind of play them back 936-647-3776 so the biggest news today there's a lot of tragic news Unfortunately, uh, something happened over in the UK, right And we don't know a little, we know a little bit about it. We know something the news happened is
2: still coming in. yeah, there was a, uh, a bomb that was left on the tube, which is you know their underground train system. And uh, people are injured. Uh, early reports are saying that uh, no deaths. Uh, I'll keep an eye on the news and um, injuries that could have been a lot worse, some burns and some injuries. Uh, but yeah, this is the latest in the long stream. As you know, I've pointed out from time to time. You know, I spent several years in England growing up, and and you know, back then we we dealt with terrorism, but it was with you know the uh, the Irish Troubles, as they called. So it was the IRA. And um, Dick, I got to say, sometimes I think the wrong arguments are being talked about. That you know we're talking about uh, profiling of of someone's nationality or their religious beliefs. You know, terrorism. Was there a lot of terrorism. that with
1: the Irish?
2: Well, it was, it was terrorism,
1: you know, but it wasn't... all well, profiling? Like, how could you tell if someone was Irish? Uh, this, I'm not curious. Too, uh,
2: not, not too... Well, the, back then, a lot of it was the, the, the bomb attacks, which is why they had them. You know, you would have a bomb on a tube or Harrods. You know, it's really disconcerting. You're doing your Christmas shopping. You leave the, the store, and it blows up behind you. Um, or there would be um, assassinations um, uh, of... You know, you had like Mount Batten, Earl Mountbatten, who, who was assassinated. So you had a different kind of terrorism going on, but it was mm-hmm. still terrorism. And it wasn't, you know, it was Irish Catholic was the basis of it. You know, Catholic-Protestant um, fight, but, Classic. It was, but it was terrorism. You know, it wasn't Catholic terrorism. It wasn't Protestant terrorism. It, w- it wasn't Irish terrorism so much as it was terrorism. And, you know, so a whole new generation... For a while in the 90s, Dick, it was nice after the Iron Curtain fell and the Berlin Wall came down for a brief moment. We really had no enemies. I wasn't saying it was kumbaya, world peace all the way around, but we didn't really have any enemies. And then the current trend of, of terrorism arose, and it's a whole new generation of terrorism. And unfortunately for me, it's kind of same song, second verse. But I just, you know, so many people are fighting about, well, we're going after all Muslims or all this. And I'm seeing people going after religions that have nothing to do with Islam whatsoever or but they're all being painted with the same brush. Or if you're anything east of New York, you must be a terrorist or or sympathize. And that's just the wrong argument to have. There are people who are just as, as, you know, I know we're on radio, so I'll use the word poopy heads who want to. Cause grief in the worst possible way, and it's
1: almost like they just used everything as an excuse. Just it is an excuse.
2: And um, now here's the thing: the Irish troubles eventually went away. Uh, Diplomatic channels were taken. Uh, Sinn Fein, which was the uh, a a wing, the kind of the splinter wing of the IRA, uh, actually got a seat on Parliament, and so they had a political voice, and so the grievances could be aired and and addressed. And now england and ireland kind of living in a lot more harmony but of course you have that transition period of 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 those who are so used to the fight and we were talking about this off the air earlier that sometimes there's a fight going on for so long that people kind of forget what the fight was about
1: or it or even the fight's over the fight's over but they they were so used to fighting that
2: you know you got to have that downtime. like some people get off work they got to come home and have a beer and and a bubble bath to to get off that, well, it's kind of a cosmic. Oh, level good old B and B. Yeah, right. Beer and bubble bath. I'm gonna miss my uh hotel in Magnolia. I told you about that, right? Yeah, it had the nice. Jacuzzi. Yeah, my, my FEMA hotel. I got the literally got the last room in Magnolia at the Magnolia Inn. And um it's not the Ritz, but it's not a Motel Four either. You know, it's kind of in the middle. And so I got their luxury suite. And uh, by golly, if you don't open the door, there's a king size bed and there's a jacuzzi. And nine times out of ten, I get home from a long day at work to find my wife in that jacuzzi just hogging the darn thing. So I'm going to put a chain on the door, and I call Dibsies on the jacuzzi tonight.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Already got proof recorded. Yeah, that's right. You listening, honey? Well, Uh, we're going to have to take a quick break. Uh, Coming up next with us, folks, is going to be more Brett G. Hall, like we've been talking about. I know it's going to be a transition in the topic. And I promise, Brett, we're not going to involve you in it unless you want to speak about it, which is great. You're an artist, you're allowed to express yourself here on Mornings with Lone Star. Uh, We'll be back. Don't forget, you can let us know what's going on on Facebook, Mornings with Lone Star. We'll be right back after these sponsored messages.
0: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe 7632.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com and now
3: We're
2: swaying it. We're swaying back and forth, like doing the whole sway to the music. That's thing I with Barry. I woke up to.
1: You. Is that, is that why I, you, how you chose this one? That's how I chose this one. I have a thing uh, on my computer script where it starts playing my music, and it starts up the speaker system mm-hmm. when it tells me to wake up, and this is, randomly chooses a song.
2: Oh, cool. So. Well, I think we just found the title for the podcast for today. It's uh, Dick Wakes Up with Barry Manilow. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong nothing with that. Nothing wrong with that. We are cool with that.
1: Welcome back to Mornings alone Star, folks. We're here every uh weekday from eight to eleven, and our talk block is from ten to eleven. And in the studio with us is Brett G. Hall from the Conroe Art League, and he is the featured artist. And he's so casual with it too. You know, like just look at him. He's he's, just he's so he's just kind so of sitting casual. there
2: looking so cool. Um, you know, I guess when you see this on video, you know, sitting there. Cross me with his full head of hair. that just He's just daring me to say something about it, you know.
1: (laughs) Brett, welcome to Lone Star Community Radio. Thank you,
3: thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, we have a a lot of cool stuff to cover because you are the featured artist, and so folks kind of have the playing field here. What the Conroe Art League is, it's a non-profit that features local artists, so if you want to support local artists uh, financially and buy really great paintings, Conroe Art League is a place to go. And then once a month, they feature a local artist. And you can correct me anytime I'm wrong. I just know because we do PSAs for them, and I, I you know, I they're all down the street. We have a couple of pieces here featured with them, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but every month they feature a new artist. Cool. And you can go and support. And Brett is the featured artist. Am I right?
3: That's right for the uh, month of September.
1: You want to bring the... uh, You can lower the mic a little bit, Brett. Okay. Uh, The arm is really fancy. (laughs) And uh, there you go. Perfect. All right. Now we sound great. But uh, so you're the featured artist. Tell me what kind of art. Can I see that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Let's let Sean talk to you. I have
3: uh, 16 portraits of uh, Native American portraits. Oh, wow. Isn't that beautiful? You you can't uh,
2: see it on the radio, but uh, Brett showed us some pictures of this, and this is beautiful artwork.
3: Well, it's uh, something... uh, you know, you you gave me a political lead in. I I like to think it's uh, I'm playing the role of kind of an artist activist, and the uh, name of the show is uh, "The Stories in Their Eyes," and the focus is all uh, on the eyes. Uh, I think if you look at them, you can see a story there, and uh, you know it's a very rich and a very dark history mm-hmm. of uh, Native Americans and. Um, You know, I spent 40 years in advertising and still have a day job in that uh, realm. But uh, about uh, four or five years ago, I realized uh, I hadn't really drawn, painted, or done anything uh, for probably five years other than ad layouts and Mm -hmm. marketing copy, et cetera. So I uh, decided to get back to it on the side, and after doing my first art show, the curator of the show came by and said, you know, you do great work, uh, but you need to focus because if you do everything, people will remember nothing. So I kind of thought about what I might focus on, what I could be passionate about. Uh, You know, many people are content to paint beautiful flowers or a landscape or whatever. That's not me. And just prior to uh, this uh, uh, eye-opening adventure, I had been selling high school yearbooks to Indian schools on reservations. Oh, okay. And uh, really had uh, an eye-opening experience with that. Met some great people out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, into the dirt road, ruts through the field, uh, and suddenly there's you know, a school and a community and uh, uh, really great people to work with. So I decided to uh, pursue that as uh, a subject matter and uh, try to tell the story. And the more I learned, the uh, more interested I became. And uh, it's really a bigger story. I mean, everybody kind of knows the story here that, uh, you know, they were, uh, displaced from their land, uh, put on reservations, etc. Uh, but you know what? It's really a bigger story. It's uh, a world history story. What it is is indigenous people being displaced. Uh, and in being displaced, uh, you'll find that the people that will displace the indigenous people. Uh, how they treat people is kind of the same way they treat the earth. And so it's a story about, uh, the indigenous. It's a story about, uh, environment. It's a story about social justice. And, um, you know, a few years ago, back, uh, early nineties, there was a local Houston author, uh, Daniel Quinn, who mm-hmm. put out a book called Ishmael won the Ted Turner Award, $500,000, write a book not published yet that's gonna change the world. And what he posited in this book was that, uh, this is a story that actually goes back to Adam and Eve. There was a time when man was a part of nature. Today we're apart from nature, and isolated from it, completely disconnected. And even the parable of Cain and Abel was a story of the lever and the taker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abel, the shepherd, wasn't taking anything from the environment, he was working with it. Cain, on the other hand, was uh, pursuing agriculture, breaking the ground, planting crops, et cetera. And uh, so the story of leavers and takers has continued uh, throughout history, the whole concept of, uh, hey, there's a mountain there, I'll move it. Hey, I want a <laughs> road there, I'll just uh, dynamite my way through it. it it's uh, just uh, insanity, and we're paying the consequences today.
2: Brad, you raise an interesting point. Uh, you know, it's been remarked that I'm kind of a nerd and I'm into sci-fi, but I remember in the, one of the Matrix movies, uh, the uh, one of the bad guys, as it were, was saying, comparing the human race to a virus. You know, he said the purpose of a virus is to uh, take a natural environment and overwhelm it and then move on to the to, once it consumes the natural resources. And, you know, it's an inter- interesting take on that, that, you know, it's hard to argue that point on some levels. Looking at the pictures, uh, uh, the, the prints you showed me of this, did you use real models on these? Because the the paintings and people i got to tell you this you got to come and wa- uh, see these things they're absolutely gorgeous because i i know the eyes of the window of the soul is kind of a, a cliche but you really did capture it did you use real models or is this some
3: well what i've uh, done uh, in order to really tell the story if you will is i research uh, the more obscure photos in library of congress through library of congress online uh, I avoid uh, the better-known ones like Edward Curtis and et cetera, because it's come out that Edward Curtis carried props and posed his subjects, Mm -hmm, so uh, it's not accurate. But I want to be historically accurate, so I'll find uh, turn of the century, uh, 19th uh, century, 20th century, back into the 1800s, and I might combine uh, a photo or two to, uh, portray the subject, but it's always, uh, historically accurate to a specific tribe. And then through the color, through the eyes and through the facial expression, I try to bring them to life and make them look like somebody you can meet on the street today because those old photos just look so long ago and far away and distant. They might as well be aliens from another planet.
2: There's such a, that's where the disconnect can happen. You know, you see something in sepia tones or just something that you you can't track with. It makes it less immediate, which is why I prefer like theater over movies, because there's literally no screen between
3: you and and your subject. So, uh, you know, I had the, it's a a tough subject here in Texas (laughs) to find a market for, because there was a guy named Mirabu Lamar that defeated Sam Houston for the, his re-election to the presidency of Texas. Mm-hmm. And we talk about politics today. Uh, you know, Sam liked the Indians. Sha- Sam was married to an Indian. Right. He was, uh,
2: The Raven was his name, wasn't it? His Indian name?
3: I think so, yes. And so there were good relations, but the settlers, you know, were wanting the land, et cetera. And so there was this push. And when uh, the natives pushed back, of course, it was portrayed as... Uh, massacre and slaughter. When uh, the troops rolled in and slaughtered them, it was portrayed as a military victory. And, you know, I could go on and on on that point. But uh, the bottom line was when Mirabeau Lamar ran for the president of Texas, he campaigned on the slogan in regard to the native population here in Texas, extinction or expulsion. That was his campaign slogan. Wow. We think today's politics are pretty harsh. Get out or you're dead. And to this day, if you stop and think about it, there's significant native populations in Louisiana, in Oklahoma, in New Mexico, in Arizona, all around us. But Texas, not so much. There's very little presence here. You're right. And uh, so I, I often take uh, my work to uh, New Mexico, Arizona, Oklahoma, for art shows. And the first time I went to New Mexico, they have, percentage-wise, the largest native population. And uh, so I was a little uh, nervous because, you know, I I didn't want to be the white boy treading (laughs) on their territory. Right. But uh, I've always tried to do the portraits with a lot of respect and accuracy. Uh, It's not a Remington-Russell kind of style that uh, is somewhat imagined. It's uh, not treading on the native uh, stylized pieces that they do with the petroglyph patterns in the back. Beautiful work.
2: Right. No, these are very realistic. And so
3: I've tried to find that niche. Mm -hmm. And so I had uh, a few younger natives uh, come into uh, the tent and look and... I told him, look, you know, what I'm trying to do here is to mount a very subtle soapbox because I feel the purpose of art is to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. I and like that. Uh, in that sense, uh, I, I'd like to think that these portraits, in some small way, might disturb those that would like to forget and might comfort those that remember.
2: Those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Indeed. And, and I've noticed a disturbing trend of if, if someone's offended by something, we must remove all reference to it. and I'm not I'm going beyond just you know the statue removal because, you know that's a whole different um, can of worms we can talk about at some point. But we got to remember history. And you raise a really good point because I have family from New Mexico. And so the times I've been there, of course, there's a very strong Native American presence there. You know, there's Santa Fe, there's Old Town. Albuquerque and in Texas I just haven't really thought about it until you pointed it out that I really haven't seen that much of a Native American presence in Texas and so that explains it we got to remember what happened so it doesn't happen again so we don't have any more political campaigns run on extermination or expulsion uh, fascinating but where can we um, find where can people find uh, your art this being run through this month
3: uh, it's on the feature wall in the gallery And uh, then they can also uh, go to my site, brettghall.com, and uh, view it there. It's all available online, Square Store. You can purchase it, et cetera. And then uh, we do a series of shows. Uh, We're refining our show focus. I've got uh, a wonderful uh, roadie, uh, muse, uh, critic. uh, Her other title is wife. (laughs) But uh, she, uh, she's a partner in this. Every one of my pieces that you'll see on the gallery wall, there was some point in the process. I get up at 4 in the morning to paint and paint for three hours till she gets up, and then I have to start the day job after breakfast. But she'll walk in behind me about 7 o'clock or so, and I feel the presence behind me and turn around, and she'll look at me and say, you don't have the eyes right. And she's always, always right. I've learned to value. Don't you hate
2: it when they're, they're, they're right?
3: Uh, I've learned to accept and appreciate an honest critic. Right. So you can find critics. <laughs> it's hard to uh, accept an honest one. <laughs> uh,
2: that's great to hear because too many family members, you know, it's, they feel contractually bound to, oh, yeah, it's beautiful. You just nailed it just right. So it takes a special relationship to both give and receive the criticism to say, The guys don't have it. Brett, talk to me really quickly about the uh, Conroe Art League. We were talking off the air about a little more fascinating stuff with it.
3: Uh, It is really uh, regenerating. Uh, We've got a ton of new members. Uh, We have some uh, exciting pieces down there. If you go down there today, this month, uh, you'll see a piece uh, by Wayne McDonald that uh, is a huge Frankenstein. (laughs) Uh, Boris Karloff style, and I'm I'm not kidding you. The thing is like six foot tall by four foot wide. And if you view it at a distance, it's a great pop art kind of portrait. But if you get up close, what he does is he pours the paint onto the piece and then swirls it with a stick and creates all these little patterns and embellishes it with glitter and, and whatnot uh that you don't see until you're standing nose to nose with it there's another one uh that he has there the scene of Janet Lee in the shower from psycho oh my
2: mama loved that
3: one yeah she hasn't showered since
2: 1960 whatever <laughs> I'm not joking
3: well sorry it, mom it, it, it's kind of uh like I say the the art League is got some exciting new uh blood in it and some uh, exciting things I've was uh I've been joking with some of the older members that they've always had uh, you know a, a uh, caveat that hey this is family we're not going to have any nudes in here and I remind them that although it's just from the shoulders up, Janet is uh, uh, technically nude in that scene: Well, <laughs> under our
2: clothes, Brett, we're all
3: nude. indeed, indeed we are
2: Well, unless you're never nude.
1: Yeah, this was a good catch right there. <laughs> thank you, Brett. I want to say thanks for coming in oh, and thank you. and sharing that whole. I mean, that's a deep, deep history. And uh, I have the card. You want? You want the card? Well, if you have the card, it I have share the card. The I was reading. Uh, I did post something on our Facebook, a link to the work, and then Great. more information about this month's at the Conroe Art League. So visit Mooring's Lone Star at uh, on Facebook. I did share that link. And again, if you're just now joining us, we have Brett G. Hall from the Conroe Art League. We uh, podcast this show for replay and then also YouTube it. So make sure to subscribe there and get all that information. This is going to last all of September. Yep. So it's a good opportunity, and I'm I'm letting you guys know this is something nice. So, it
2: is. I mean, that's one of the downsides to radio. We, you're uh, you got to rely on us to describe it. But looking at the samples that Brett brought in, uh, truly uh, profound. I'm, I'm all about this. I'll be catching the, these uh, things up close and personal. So I well, appreciate it.
3: Right around the corner from the radio station, right next door to the Red Brick Tavern.
2: Even better.
3: There it's you all go. Right there. Good art, good beer. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of stuff. I think, can you bring beer in there?
3: Uh well once well, I guess uh, you can't really cause you can walk Once a month we have a <laughs> artist reception yeah. and we have complimentary wine and beer and appetizers. I mean not only free we'll feed you and give you your drinks.
1: Holy
2: cow my name is guys bring R- some
1: cash R- folks
3: bring
2: my some cash. My day gets better by the minute with all this good news I'm hearing. Can
1: you haggle?
3: Uh, you know, with you artists can. The is there, I guess. You you can. Uh, you know, some frown on it, some don't. But, hey, we all got a closet full of work at home, and we're all starving artists, so you <laughs> never know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Brett, thank you so much for coming in. Thank we appreciate you being this. here, man. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on IRLoneStar.com. And Connor's FM, 104.5, with Skippy and Dick. That's us. We've got another 30 minutes until Montgomery County Lifestyle, so stick around if you want to join in. Facebook us, Mornings with Lone Star. Call in, leave a message, 936 647 3776. We'll be back after our sponsored
0: messages. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266. 7632.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com
2: Did you know that Barry Manilow kind of got to start writing jingles, commercial jingles? In fact, many of the commercials that you grew up with were probably written by him. Uh, join the Pepsi people. Uh, you deserve a break today. The Dr. Pepper theme, Band-Aid. This, in fact, uh, Barry Manilow. How do you know all this? Yeah, he actually has a... Uh, how, do you, uh, how do you know all this? Because I'm all about the Barry, man. Manilow. Well, I'm
1: glad Barry. I said that to you this morning. Right. And and,
2: yeah, you just brighten my day up. No, he's actually, uh, when on concert, he has a song called The Very Strange Medley, the VSM, and it's a medley of all the jingles he did. Uh, so look you're telling
1: a, me he's pretty wealthy. He's pretty wealthy. And he keeps. Can you imagine getting those kind of checks on a monthly basis? Oh my
2: God! Thanks, Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Pepsi. Uh, talking to Brett earlier, he was I a told heck you. of a guy. Told you, and beautiful artwork. Truly, go to the. Uh, how do you pronounce the gallery name? The Madeleine?
1: Medley. Medley. It's a Medley building, like so on Thompson Street right here, gotcha. downtown Conroe. It's a Medley building. It hosts other things. Like I think the red brick is technically, the, and then the side, the side room for the Crichton Theater mm-hmm. is the Medley side. Oh, okay. And so that
2: makes sense. Yeah. A beautiful artwork. A uh, great Native American um, art and history, and uh, good story behind them. Yeah.
1: And and what's cool about it, because I go, we I try to make it every month over there because the art is always different, and they have Mm -hmm. different mediums too. So it's not just the whole room is filled with Brett G. Hall, but he has like basically one side of the building. Gotcha. And then the other side is all local artists doing different things: photography, uh, clay, you know, other things that are still art or whatever. I don't know. I'm not an artist. I don't know. But it's good. I purchased. There's two pieces in here that I like: cowboys. Oh, okay. So and I like cows and I like roping and that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, I like having Yippie that kind ki of yay, art there, in, in the studio. But uh, but yeah, so I guess we should change topics now. Again, folks, that's going through all the whole month uh, over at the Condor Art League. Mm-hmm. So and then again, I posted to Facebook. Cool. So what else uh, going on in today's world? Oh,
2: the news is uh, you know we talked earlier about. Uh, the, the bomb attack in London, and yeah. you know, that stuff's just got to stop. You know, there we talked about North Korea earlier. There are just some people who are just, you know. Well,
1: unfortunately, the when technology and society improves itself, also the access and things that an individual wants to do improves. So they have the ability, right, to do some serious destruction of one person, but, right? Uh,
2: but. You know, I'm going to kind of bookend it to what we just went through with Harvey. And we, we kind of touched on it off air this morning that when there's a crisis or a catastrophe, people tend to really band together after the fact. And we saw a lot of that here in Texas. And, you know, people are already moving off to, to Florida to help there. And the, the Chronicle, Houston Chronicle, actually printed a letter from the city of New Orleans to Houstonians. And it's just a wonderful letter basically saying, hey, we, we've been there, we feel you. We're here for you. You took us in after Katrina and Rita. And, you know, turnabout's fair play. Rely on us. And, you know, there's a school of thought. It's called meliorism. Look it up. But it's the the, the thought that when it hits the fan, the best in people can tend to come out. And I'm all about that. I've seen it in action.
1: I believe it. Like I said, I think society as a whole is always improving every day. Absolutely. Your Star Trek utopia is coming. I'm just kidding. (laughs) With no pockets, po- yeah. Rottenberry, he kind of missed the mark a Let, couple of times. Let's actually, sorry, I want to talk about the Orville, and I want to talk about the new Star Trek that's coming out on CBS All Access BS. Okay. And then, uh, but yeah,
2: the Orville, I, I couldn't bring myself to watch because I pretty much I think I already saw it when it was called Galaxy Quest. Yeah. a few years ago.
1: Yeah, one of uh, they're releasing that too. They're re- I think they're doing a TV sh- series of Galaxy Quest. Oh
2: my god.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, the guy who's in the league—you watched the league on FX. Oh yeah, I saw one. You know the blonde guy, the 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 bald guy with the gap teeth. Mm-hmm. He's right. He's a writer. Like he actually like writes stuff. He's one of the writers for Galaxy Quest. He's a huge fan of Galaxy Quest. So okay. hopefully, because that movie was pretty good. It
2: got, I loved Galaxy it was, Quest. It was
1: enough subtle jib jabs Subtle. At, uh, but then it wasn't over the top where it was just straight up making fun of people.
2: It, it was good nature, self awareness. The irony that I loved in Galaxy Quest was one of the Star Trek movies, they didn't have the budget. It was uh, Star Trek V the Shatner directed. And I actually read his autobiography where he said the bean counters just kept on slashing his budget. And so they couldn't even use ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, which is kind of the go-to place for Hollywood special well, for effects. for Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but you, you want a decent special effects, you go to ILM. And so you could see in, like, the space scenes that they, it was pretty bad. It was like 1960s-level green screen technology. But Galaxy Quest, which is making fun of Star Trek, used ILM so they had better special effects than an actual Star Trek movie at one point. And I just loved that.
1: Well, I watched the Orville. And? It was stupid. But <laughs> uh, it wasn't like Galaxy Quest Quest stupid. And that's what I kind of missed. Because they were really hitting it over the head. And uh, there were certain elements to it where Seth MacFarlane kind of put it all together. So if, I guess if you like Family Guy mm-hmm. and you like Star Trek, you might like the Orville. But, but I don't Family think Guy, I don't think that audience really. Do they think they mix at all? Well,
2: sort of, kind of. I mean, it, it could be his answer to maybe Big Bang Theory because one thing I like about Big Bang Theory and kind of fan, I don't watch a lot of Family Guy, but when I do, he throws all the spaghetti on the wall, mm-hmm. and not everyone's going to get every joke, and that's okay. But the thing with the Orville, from what I'm gathering, it's kind of a one joke pony. Yep, that the novelty is going to wear off pretty quick. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing he's playing the bumbling captain, and and you get your Star Trek type characters on your Star Trek type ship and Star Trek type. Well, there are only so many. There were only 79 episodes of the original Star Trek. So if you made fun of each one of those, you've only got you know a few dozen episodes. I I don't have warm fuzzies about it.
1: No, I mean really, what you need to do is you need to, and this is similar to the Star Trek movies. They need to stick with what makes Star Trek great, which is with the characters. Mm-hmm. And they kind of wrote the stories around the characters, and those those are, the, those are the kind of shows I enjoy. So there's several other shows that kind of mimic that. The core of the show is the actual character, and you grow with the show, you grow with the character, not with the elements surrounding them. In a sense. So, like, X-Files the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you got other sci-fi. Sci- sci-fi is really good about doing that. It is. I, um,
2: I fringe. We, we were talking about Fringe the other day, uh, and I love that show. It was uh, kind of like a next-generation X-Files, with X-Files was kind of a next-generation Kolchak. Yes. Uh, and, and, um, I
1: mean, Game of Thrones kind of does that, but then Game of Thrones actually is its own beast. Well, uh, they
2: also apparently don't live long enough for you to form any attention. Really. It's like Walking Dead. I just now like this character, and they die horribly.
1: But uh, the new Star Trek TV show is coming out. Discovery. Uh, Discovery on mm-hmm. CBS and uh, the CBS streaming only though, right? You I think so. The, I know. think so. And there, there, we're getting the producer. Basically, he wanted to talk about wh- how the Federation came to be, and that's what this kind of element, the backdrop for this sh- timeline of the show. So
2: is it somewhere between like Star Trek Enterprise and original series? Yes. Yeah, time- so,
1: so, well, it's before. I think it's before, like when the when the. Uh, not the Enterprise. That's the Enterprise. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the uh, Federation. Okay. When the Federation uh-huh. came okay. to because no one really talks about that. Usually in the shows, it's like flashbacks, right? And in the movies, flashbacks.
2: And Star Trek Enterprise tried to do that, but oh, the writing! I just wanted to like the writing on it so much, and it you wasn't know, I, there. I like that show. I, I Scott Bakula like can do no yeah. wrong in my universe. And that I,
1: opening credit song. Every time I, get, I have the I have the soundtrack to it, and I'm like, Me "This too. is great! Uh, this I, is great!" I've, hey, I've got the original song. We'll do um, that. We'll do that on Monday.
2: Yeah, we'll do that on Monday, and then I'll counterbalance it with the original song to Buck Rogers, su- sung by Kip Lennon.
1: And you know, way too many, too You more music than I do. That's yeah, amazing.
2: I'll bring it. I'll, I'll I'll match you, my young friend. But
1: are you willing to do the CBS All Access? Cause <sighs> I Disney's, think so. Disney's doing the same thing. I,
2: it'll be interesting to see if, if there's, like, a one-month special free or one month for, like, $10. bucks. i will try it to see if the show works. For instance, uh, I resisted Hulu for the longest time. It's like, why would I pay when I can just watch watch it on normal TV and DVR it? But I had to catch up uh, on a show. Yep. And um, so I got, like, the month free, and I was hooked. And especially well, when I found the British section.
1: I mean, yeah, so that that was the one element of the of what's coming up with technology and they're trying to figure out the best platform for delivery. And of mm-hmm. course, a lot more people are going to be watching online. Uh, and I would say that's the great thing about Hulu. Hulu is for the folks who like current television but want to be have access to all the episodes as it's happening. And Netflix is more of like, we, we release all the episodes up front. Now, the thing with Star Trek, with me, I found Star Trek on streaming. I never was around watching it on TBS or uh, I guess it was before TBS, it was UPN. And then before UPN, it was, uh, what was UPN before? Because that's where- It was, Um,
2: uh, we had Channel 39, 20 and 26. It, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just really mad at you right now because I remember the I, original Star Trek I didn't have to wait. When it happened.
1: I didn't have to wait for all the episodes. I just started watching them. And then I just kept going, consuming all, all of them. And that's why I liked them because every episode had its own little journey. It was, I mean, it was really cool. Same thing with X-Files. Uh, Good
2: or bad. And uh, that's why I made my wife, oh, I didn't make her. I kind of turned her on to a fringe. We binge watched, you know, all five seasons in like a week. She couldn't, you know, yeah, just all weekend long. It was uh, so engaging. And you're right, when the, when the characters take center stage and the relationships, that's what makes it. I mean, you could put, uh, Star Trek was originally formed, uh, Roddenberry envisioned it to be Horatio Hornblower, in space mm-hmm. and if those of you who don't know Horatio Hornblower, he was you, you know a fictional character, a sea captain, yeah. And, and the master know? and commander, uh, yeah, I think that's the Horatio Hornblower thing. But uh, Ian Gruffold, who uh, if you remember Titanic, the the, the guy at the very end in the lifeboat going, Hello, anybody there? Okay, that's Ian Gruffold. and he they actually did a mini of Horatio Hornblower with him, awesome.
1: Uh, so uh, well, as a writer, that's it's kind of like The best place to be in because you can really do whatever you want, but you do have an anchor and it's a good anchor, a good anchor Mm -hmm. to have, which is the characters.
2: Right. Exactly. You can you can go with the relationships as they grow. And sometimes the relationships take a take a turn that you're just not expecting. You know, when Brent Spiner signed up for Next Generation, he was just going to be one of the ensemble and of course you know you always get the breakout character and, and and you have to adapt accordingly and the writers have to do that and i think that's where star trek enterprise kind of failed they would mapped out an entire season ahead of time mm-hmm. and uh boy i'm kind of all over the map if you ever saw did you see the sitcom how i met your mother yes okay everyone hated the ending i, I liked it because it was always what they planned but they didn't plan for it to go on for so long for 10 years or whatever yeah they was. they thought each season they thought would be the last one so they'd have like a potential mother for each season and then when they got renewed they get rid of her and all of a sudden it's 9-10 years later and they realize we have to wrap this show
1: up I mean how did the main character not have an STD I mean if you look at odds of folks who have have them you know he's sleeping around like every other episode
2: well we can only hope that he had his little Batman utility belt with uh, proper material. that's what they should
1: have done they should have had that big PSA you know
2: now on a very special episode of how i met you know
1: every episode should be a special episode <laughs>
2: yeah right uh, do
1: a little psa at the end hey if you
2: want to be like ted mosby carry your batman utility belt filled with all you need
1: but uh you know we gotta take a break guys sorry and uh we're having a good talk about star trek and uh thanks to brett g hall being in the studio we had a couple more minutes coming up uh next we're gonna talk a little bit more about star trek and cbs access and all that kind of stuff so stick around you're listening to Mornings Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 1045
0: 1061. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe c or 936-266 7632.
1: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com
2: We're back. We're uh, solving the world's problems with uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, Dick and I were talking about Star Trek Discovery being on the CBS streaming service. And to me, it gets down to, Nick, if it's probably going to be the only show on this streaming service that I would watch. I know they're doing one of the Good Wife shows or something like that. They're trying to build interest. But it'll get down to me, It's is this show going to be worth the $10 a month? Because pretty much I'd be paying 10 bucks a month just to watch this one show. And um, I think it should be more of a cafeteria choice.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's um like uh. Well, the show's not going to be that good. That's, I don't understand because are they are they going with the model where they release all the episodes up front?
2: No, I think it's going to be a weekly thing.
1: See, why not put it on TV and just do the same thing like every other like Hulu and all that kind of stuff? Because either it's not strong enough, mm-hmm. or CBS doesn't want to have that audience. Or but it's they already
2: novelty. It's like a it's like their version of the Excelsior, the great experiment that's going to go wrong. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. It's silly to go ahead and do that when they already have. channel for people to watch cbs content Mm -hmm. i can understand they're releasing all 20 episodes 10 episodes to do the binge model but that that makes no sense to me if cbs
2: wanted to like become top of the ratings because i I remember in the 80s nbc like owned it it was number one across the board they had must see tv and they had all these shows that everybody else was a distant second and if cbs wanted to own the airwaves they could put this star trek show on normal cbs network and get the audience and i agree with you i I think by putting it on some streaming service that people may or may not get uh a big opportunity will be lost
1: with this star trek and maybe it could be the quality and that that sucks because people who are new viewers won't be able to watch it and then that kind of gives a negative impact on star trek Right, and I think people who, especially with the movies, I know a lot of people who watch the movies who really like the movies, but they didn't have no interest to, to go into Star Trek, and I think that's probably mainly because I don't. JJ Abrams just made an action film and used Star Trek as the background. Mm-hmm. He didn't really make Star Trek film at all. Like it was just more of like you could take just all the names and people and just made another action movie that had to do with space, right? And, or sp- not even space, but. Yeah, the uh,
2: the 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 final frontier condition, but yeah, when you have the same characters but played by different actors, it's like every time you get a new James Bond, is it, you got to rethink. Okay, this is not the the Bond that I grew up with.
1: Well, that's why I thought Star Trek did so well is the ability to expand the universe, use similarities, and sometimes crossover characters, mm-hmm. but they didn't have anyone replacing anybody. Right. It was like, you know, this uh, – because that's one thing that Deep Space Nine did for me. It gave me an idea of, like, these dudes can really do whatever they want. Because throughout Star Trek, they mentioned Deep Space Nine and the wormhole a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm talking, like, right. maybe in a word of dialogue in the other series. And then they expand this whole show on it, and they did a great job. And, that, and I think that's why uh, a lot of the reboot madness got a hold of that. Like, imagine they just made a Star Trek film without any of the characters we've seen before and just went for it. Like say they took Discovery but made that into a movie. And I think there are a lot of it, I think there would have been a success for that because it's an it's of course it's an action space movie, but you're play you're playing on already existing material, getting new people interested in the enterprise or you know, the the final frontier and that kind of stuff, and not focus on oh, we we Captain Kirk has been replaced with so and so and Spock is I mean, he's such a great Spock. And that was actually the only thing I think they redeemed in those movies is they had the original Spock element and the new Spock. I thought that was really cool because that gives you the idea of what Star Trek is. It's like it's kind of out of – you kind
2: of tied it together, and I like how Shatner kind of complained, oh, they didn't ask me to be on it. Dude, yeah. you died three movies ago. Get over it. Did you ever see the uh, – I think it was an Audi commercial. It's on YouTube with uh, the two Spocks, Leonard Nimoy and Zachary Quinto, having like a little car race. It's a really funny video. You should look it up sometime.
1: But it's still not the same.
2: True. And um, at this point, it gets down to the writing, Dick. Uh, You know, we're talking uh, Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise. I wanted to like so hard, but the writing just suffered. And I think if they did a movie version of Discovery, it could definitely take off if the writing was good.
1: Well, yeah, but again, we were talking in the past about what really drives an audience, what, what cultivates it, and why, I mean, people who have no idea about Star Trek don't have any idea about how the impact it had on generations of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people out there who designed their entire house off of the bridge in the ship. Like it's kind of weird. I want that house. It's kind of weird, and but, but mainly because you know it's just it's just weird. It's just not, <laughs> there's no reason. I mean, but uh, I mean, it would still be cool to go see it and want that, right?
2: But it, it, it did have a profound effect. I mean, in the 60s, it was do what have, was needed.
1: Do you have the house? I want that do house. You, okay, so do you have like the man cave?
2: Uh, I will when we rebuild the
1: house because I would totally do the holodeck room and that'd be oh, my that man cave. Cool. That'd be my man cave, even though it's not a real holodeck room. But, but just
2: but... just to be in there with the black walls and the green yeah. green green. It's on like that? whatever
1: you want it to be, man. And Close your eyes. <laughs> but no, it's it's funny because you know I I have a lot of negativity for remakes and a lot of stuff that I've learned to enjoy and love. And I you know what I haven't done I need to do is I need to check out the new X Files. I have not seen. You didn't see the. I have like not seen the last. I think it's ten episodes. It was uh, good. I have not seen it, and I was
2: impressed with it.
1: So I'm excited about checking that out because when that's what's so great about watching the Next Generation and also the original Star Trek. It's still the 4 four four three box. The mm-hmm. very beginning is same thing with X Files. Like the first season of X Files for widescreen. So it's just like, man, this really is old. This is great, <laughs> but uh, but that's really funny. It is ten fifty three. We gotta be wrapping it up. Aww. Sean, it's good to see you, man. Team, uh we team got a lot awesome. going on next week. If you're interested in being a guest or sponsor or whatever at Morning's Lone Star, we're going to be doing our fresh week with us so from 8 to 10, we got music and Skippy and then we got talk from 10 to 11 with uh, with Skippy and I. So, yes. I,
2: since we're more serious on the 10 to 11 block, I wonder if I should go from Skippy to Skip.
1: Yeah, I can they see can it. Skip. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you enjoyed today's show and you missed Brett G. Hall's interview and all that kind of stuff, don't forget we podcast in a mornings of Lone Star. Just look up iTunes, Google Play, and also YouTube, watching on YouTube. Again, thanks for listening to Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station, here on IRLonestar.com worldwide, and of course, locally here on Condos FM 1045-1061. This is Dick and Skippy signing off. Good night. Coming up next, Montgomery County Lifestyle with your local favorite Nathan, Air Azadi. Stick around.